welcome to episode 132 of the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week we're talking about support's relationship to sales, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I would like to welcome to the podcast today, Natalie Petrouche-Trent. Natalie, you've been a panel, panelist with me before, um, I think two or three times now perhaps, but this is your first outing as one of my special one-to-one guests. So um, I think this is probably a good opportunity if you'd like to take a minute to introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. It truly is a pleasure pleasure to be here. Um, I've absolutely loved speaking on the panels, um, and I'm incredibly excited to dive a little bit more uh, in on the relationship with CS and sales. It's something I feel really strongly about. Um, I'm currently a technical account manager at Pandium, um, which is in the emerging IMAS market, working with integrations. Um, and in the past, I've worked primarily in e-commerce and uh, in the ticketing, entertainment, technological sphere, primarily in onboarding and implementations. Um, so with that, it's always the first step right after sales. Uh, so I definitely have had my experience working with uh, different sales teams, and I'm excited to hop on and just chat about what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so, so well, let's do exactly that. Let's chat about what's going on there then. So, so I always think when it comes to support and sales, they just seem at, at, at such polar opposite ends of an, a customer's journey, right? And I think that's probably part of where I certainly have experienced friction in this relationship. What, what's your... What's your experience on that front in terms of like how support relates to sales? Yeah, so for me, it's always really interesting because I always hear uh, warnings from other friend and CS uh, in support or customer experience that, you know, oh, working with sales is awful. Um, beware of this one account executive. Um, but personally, I've always had really positive relationships with the sales team. Um, actually, I in preparation for this podcast, I reached out to a member of my sales team and was saying, Hey, Corey, um, I know that CS and sales have this kind of, um, like mythological, um, dislike for one another, but I've never really seen that. Can you kind of help give me some insight as to your, what your perspective is from the salesperson, why there's this big divide? Um, and he brought up, a really great point that, of course, there's a lot of technological and process components going into this as well. But what it really comes down to is just trust and relationships. Um, so myself, I like to think that I am a people person. Uh, that's why I got into customer support. I feel like a lot of your listeners, we love trying to make our customers happy, do what's best mm-hmm. for them and really, uh, make it work for them. Um, and when push comes to shove, I think what we forget is that is what the sales or account executive is trying to do as well. Um, while they might have a little bit of a different angle, um, and while they might be commission-based and trying to get some of uh, the larger sales pushed through, they have been working with this person or company for months on end. And they've also developed a very particular relationship um, with them 
a relationship that has certain expectations in their mind. And then when it is passed to a CS or an onboarding team, the CS and onboarding team also has a very specific set of uh, expectations for what this relationship is going to be like. And I think that the biggest disconnect there is if there's um, not an alignment of what those expectations are, or if there's even underlying friction between the two individuals to start out with. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that I, I never really thought of how sales and support are both very relationship-based, you know, support, success, experience, that whole end of the, of the journey, but how, how they're both very relationship-based. And I think that's a really interesting parallel to draw. You're right. They do have different motivations, probably, um, certainly on an individual level, but, but those relationships with the customer are both pretty long lasting, aren't they? Um, and, and maybe the friction is just in, in that handoff somewhere. Yeah. Um, so what things that I have personally encountered, like I said, I generally have really positive experiences, but some circumstances and when I've seen that friction occur is, um, I was mentioning if there's just distrust between either the departments or between the specific people. Um, I personally have primarily worked with, uh, startup companies, uh, from very small to, you know, um, pre-acquisition, so a little bit larger. Um, But I've always been very lucky where I know by name all of the account executives that I'm working with. Uh, And I've had a personal relationship with everyone on the sales team. Um, And I think that really does have a lot to do with the fact that I've always had positive experiences. Uh, Because when you can put a name and a face to the person on the other end that you're receiving this customer from, uh, you're able as a human to more naturally trust them and understand where they're coming from. Uh, Whereas if you're at a larger company, I can only imagine that there's this big kind of figureless sales team up in the sky. And then these customers are just dropping in with little to no communication or Mm. warning uh, about the context of what's happening. And I can see that being a much more um, painful transition or similarly, if, um, you, if one or the other side is not a very trusting person, I can also see that being a very difficult transition. Um, and then we have the other side of where deals go wrong, which is where there might be some more practical problems, um, where either the sales team is being pushed to sell far ahead on the roadmap. And then the customers um, might have unrealistic unrealistic expectations coming to an onboarding process or working with the support team or um, or if there were once again technical components that should have been mapped out beforehand and are only coming up later. Um, and I think that for the projection of the roadmap, uh, a lot of that is generally being forced upon from the management team. So it's not only a one-to-one relationship between the individuals on the support and sales team, but there also has to be a really healthy relationship between the upper level management of both the sales and the support team and an open and honest conversation about what's being said and what's being placed into that customer's mind and what is a realistic thing to be sold ahead of time. Um, And then that last component, the the technical. requirements being off, 
that really does just come from experience as well. Um, and that's something that you can either be, you know, frustrated with, or you can be more sympathetic to. And personally, I've always found it a lot more useful to be on the sympathetic end rather than, um, you know, just being very upset and frustrated about what's going on. Um, for me, it always seems like a learning experience, uh, whether or not Mm -hmm. the other person is receptive to that is another question. But if you are starting on that foundation of trust and wanting the best for this customer that you've been working with for a long time on the sales end, or you're trying to work with for a long time on the CS end, um, there's one shared goal in common. So um, it's, it's really an opportunity rather than a point of frustration to say, hey, I noticed that there was a problem in this. Just so you know, moving forward, this is how, can, this is how it can be averted. Um, and personally, I've always found that to be a really helpful response. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think so too. I think that um, one thing that that has helped me is kind of coming to the realization that um, we are working to effectively different measures of success, right? That that the sales team does have those different motivations. That they, they want to get the customer in the door, right? But mm-hmm. but also that has to be on terms anyway. That that are going to be successful for that customer in the ongoing relationship. Otherwise, they frankly aren't going to have a great career as a salesperson anyway. So good salespeople, I think, want to um, ensure the success of the customer beyond the doorstep. They want to ensure the success of the customer for the customer's entire life journey with the company, right? So, and I, I think part of that is identifying what support or CX or whatever needs to ensure that continued success. So it's figuring out what what the points of pain are in in the mm-hmm. transition and ironing those out and finding ways to make them make them make it a success from both sides. Exactly, one hundred percent. So I know that before I was talking a little bit uh, esoterically about these are kind of the three pain points that can go wrong or that I've seen in my experience, but. Um, it really does also come down to process at some point. So there's that initial relationship of trust, but there, when push comes to shove, there's always information that needs to be translated as well. Um, And there do need to be processes in place. And that is something to think about how that transition is happening. And you also need to think about that transition from the customer's perspective as well, because they're also taking a very big risk and doing a scary thing at this moment, which is moving over from a person that they've been talking to from anywhere between one week to a year and moving to this entirely other person that they don't know. Mm. Um, So it's a interesting combination when you're thinking about what transition notes to put together because you need to um, talk to three different parties. You need to know what are the most important things uh, that the sales person needs to communicate, the most important things that the uh, individuals in CS need to know, and then also what is it that the customer needs everyone at the company to know uh, and what's carrying through that process. Um, So if there isn't any form of process or if you're just dropping a meeting onto a calendar and that customer is having to start again from step one, that's not really going to help anyone. And um, it's going to make 
everyone look and feel that as well. Because in an experience like that, from the customer's perspective, they're saying, I already said all of this. I already had all these conversations. I don't understand why in the customer's brain, this person that you're sitting next to didn't just tell you all of this. Um, So you need to have some form of either technologically automated process doing that, um, or you need to just have that conversation in person. And I've done it both ways. Um, There's pros and cons for either where you have a, you know, actual transition meeting with the sales team uh, to a support or onboarding person. Um, And then I've also done it the automated way where uh, you, the sales individuals enter in a form in Salesforce, there's certain required fields and contingencies, and then an email gets passed off. And both can be just as healthy and just as productive as long as you're capturing the information that's needed. Uh, When push comes to shove, the, I haven't quite gotten this metaphor down, but It's kind of like the transition of a child in a foster home or even maybe working with, um, you know, divorced parents because both people really, really care about this individual and they just want to show or they need to know that the other side is going to care and take care of them in the way that they feel they deserve. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 132 for the show notes and I'll see you next time.